everybody. It's Damara Gardner, founder of Black Women About Business. We help you intersect wellness, business, and leadership so that you can live optimal lives. Today in the studio, I have Erin L. Patton. She is from Deo, Detroit. Uh, she's the co-founder and CEO, which is a beauty and wellness technology-enabled organization dedicated to creating plant-based beauty products and encouraging holistic self-care solutions for all ages, all genders, and all hair types. Prior to starting Deo, Erin worked for more than five years in the fashion retail industry in NYC at luxury department store Bergdorf Goodman as a personal shopper in Lord & Taylor and as a digital marketer and merchandiser. In 2015, Erin graduated from the joint degree MBA MPP program at Harvard's Business School and Kennedy School, spending her summers interning at a startup accelerator in Rio de Janeiro and at Shinola in Detroit. Erin, welcome to our podcast where we give 15 minutes of business leadership and wellness inspiration. I am so glad that you're with us. Yes, I'm so grateful to be here, and also thanks for that wonderful introduction. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So let's go ahead and dive in. When we met, I was so intrigued by the product that helped your hair come back to life. Tell us more about that product in your line. Yes. So as you mentioned in the intro, Deo is, you know, a a plant-based natural hair product company, yet it is so much more than just hair products because we are also just so committed um, as our core mission to empower people to own their identities, own how they naturally are created by God, and do that with um, a focus on beauty from the inside out. So, you know, I am going to talk about the hair products, but I'm going to take a little bit of a roundabout way because, you know, it started with me wanting to change, you know, myself, period. You know, I just graduated from Harvard and I was living in Detroit for the first time and, you know, was really um, going through an adjustment, if you will. And oftentimes when we're going through changes and we don't necessarily have the the proper support systems, it can be rough, it can be hard, it can be challenging and it can cause a lot of, you know, anxiety, stress, and oftentimes can lead to, you know, something as serious as depression. And, you know, I think I had all three of those things going on at the time and, I needed to um, really jumpstart, you know, my my spirit, you know, to to make sure that I, I you know, I wasn't losing myself through through the process of, of going through this, you know, radical change in my life. And so, with that, you know, I decided to go on a fast, actually, and I and I fasted from alcohol, from you know, bad foods, and you know, was really, um, you know, trying to transform myself. And in that process, I was also really disgruntled with my hair and how damaged it was from years and years of straightening treatments and coloring treatments. And, you know, really my, you know, unhealthiness mentally and physically was manifesting in my hair in a way. And that oftentimes happens for women in, in many different forms. And so I ended up just cutting it all off. And um, when I cut it off, you know, course as a woman like your hair is your pride your joy it's what you know you believe makes you beautiful and you know I was having to redefine what beauty meant to myself and for me beauty meant being happy healthy and well and you know I can't say that happened all at once um, but it's certainly a journey and that journey started with me cutting off my hair and I was just not happy with the hair products that I had 
previously been using. I wasn't happy with the pair products that I was finding on the shelves. So I literally started making products in my bathroom. And I know a lot of women do this, and a lot of women are, you know, making their own cocoa butter, uh, excuse me, shea butters, and, you know, they use coconut oils and things. But I had just, you know, put together this concoction that I had in a spray bottle and was spraying it on my hair every day, and my hair was growing so fast and so beautifully that, you know, people would walk up to me on the street and be like, what are you doing to your hair? How do you get it that way? And, you know, it was not long before I started selling it to people literally out of the trunk of my car, and that's, that's how Dayo started. Well, I love that story. And when you talk about your natural hair journey being about having mind, body, spirit connection, and that it wasn't as if it was consciously um, made that that was your first step towards creating that, yet there was something calling you to have more of this balanced life. And you Mm -hmm. knew somehow that it needed to start with your hair. Um, So that's so powerful because when I talk to many women about their natural hair journey, although it's one that's very inspiring when we really step into, in part, who we were created to be, which our hair is a part of that um, story of being who we are created to be. I don't always hear about it. In fact, it's been rare hearing about it from this mind, body, spirit connection and helping you to really stand in your power as a result of this disconnect, uh, this disconnected relationship that you had with your hair. Um, So that's that's. that's a really powerful story, and, and I appreciate you you sharing it with us. Yes, and, and it goes even deeper. I think we may get into that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I hope so, because, you know, it, it leads me to my next question, which is more of the story about your natural hair journey, and yes. specifically what it was like having natural hair in corporate America, um, because mm-hmm. we hear a lot of horrific stories about having natural hair in corporate America, and I would love for you to be able to tell your story about what that was like. Yes. You know, um, you know, the cutting of the hair just a few years ago was literally, um, you know, a, a second round of the big chop for me. The first time I did it was 10 years prior to that um, when I had first graduated from college. And I was a little bit ahead of my time, which, you know, I think is, you know, I was coming out of college. I was young. I was wanting to do something fresh. I was taking on a new role in New York City. And... Um, just wanted to be different. And it was, you know, hard for me in the beginning coming from the South. I grew up in a, a very conservative, actually culturally Creole um, family. So, you know, hair and, you know, colorism is very prominent in our in our culture. And so to be able to, you know, relinquish that or try to relinquish that stigma of having straight long hair and light skin and um, and, you know, moving to New York and trying to start afresh, I thought that I was, you know, really walking in my purpose when, you know, in my first full-time job, I had worn my hair curly, then had gone to an event, you know, to, and I decided to straighten it out because I was still kind of going back and forth. And when I wore my hair straight to the work, um, my managers and my coworkers were giving me all kinds of compliments, saying how glamorous I looked and how beautiful I was and, you know, how sophisticated I looked and, you know, I was all receiving these compliments in stride, you know, and when I came back the first, excuse me, the the following week with my hair back curly, I was called into what I thought was a regular touch base meeting by my manager and instead he told me that my hair in its curly natural afro state um, was 
inappropriate for the work environment and asked me if I could wear it back straight. Actually, he used the word flat, um, like I did the week prior. And I tried to, you know, very professionally share that, you know, I'm an African-American woman. This is how my hair grows out of my head. However, he just referred to their company policies and was just like, this is our policy. And if you have an issue, talk to HR. And so I did, and they were consistent with his request. And as you know, that was an incredibly, you know, horrific experience for a 23-year-old, you know, like I said, with the sort of background that I had, the sort of not not having a strong sense of self, and um, and also having parents that supported the job. And they were just like, girl, get your butt back to work and pull back your hair, mm. you know. So, you know, I think that it was uh, a very um, catalytic moment for me where I had, I had to make a decision for myself. And the following day, I ended up putting in a, a letter of resignation. Um, I was, you know, completely, like, downtrodden, and I didn't feel like I belonged. You know, I, had, I was completely othered. And everyone was, a, you know, a large but also small office, you know, office talk. And so everyone knew like, what, what happened. And um, and it was just not a very, you know, welcoming environment for me. And, yeah. Um, well, and there was something about you coming in and then being faced with having to come out, right? I mean, you talk about the struggle of making a choice to go natural in spite of the pressure that you had from your family and the cultural context that you grew up in to conform, right? Mm-hmm. Um, that that white standards of beauty essentially are what we should be in alignment with because that's what society accepts. And even though you found yourself in this situation, really good job, fresh out of college, and your family is saying, well, like, you got to do what you got to do. And so many of us are told you got to do what you got to do, right? We all make sacrifices if we want to survive in in this world and how detrimental that is to our psyche. Um, and particularly when we are trying to heal from our past and then we find ourselves stunted um, from the healing that we worked so hard to create, right? And then we have to do it over again and over again and over again. And um, I I think that it creates such a um, imbalanced situation in terms of us really being who we are. It's hard. Like I, and, and I've said this before on my podcast and I'll probably say it many times over about the complexities. It's hard to be yourself in general. It becomes that much more difficult when we operate in families where we have certain messages about what it means to be black, what it means to conform, what it means to be accepted. Um, when we get messages that, well, if you want to be in this environment, this is how you have to look and how, demeaning as you said that it can be and how it really takes it's it's a it's a raping of self I, I I can't describe it any other way than that and the fact that you decided that you were going to do it your way is so beautiful because it sounds like your way meant that you were going to have to do it alone and, and look to folks outside of yourself to lean on and maybe just within yourself to be able to stand in your truth in spite of Wow. Yeah, you just totally broke it down. And and that's been my walk ever since. And it and it's interesting because you may feel as if you're alone, but you're never alone. Yeah. And whether it's 
spiritually because <laughs> you got your ancestors, you got, you know, you have, you know, your, your, your heavenly, you know, hosts and your heavenly parents. So I think that that's something that I've had to really lean into that I didn't necessarily have the grounding for, to be honest. Like I grew up in a very traditional Catholic context where we kind of relied on the priest to, to give us any kind of blessing mm. and that's a man, you know, earthly man. And so I think that I really had this journey since, you know, cutting my hair the second time has allowed me to spiritually grow in a way that I didn't even know was possible. And, and, and who knew that that would start with something as, as what you would believe to be trivial as hair. But, you know, our hair is our link, you know, to the cosmos, especially in its natural form. It's our antennas, if you will. And when we, you know, you know, strip that, whether it's straightening or coloring and or wigs or weaves, and not to say that that's not appropriate, because certainly there's a time and a place, but some people just use that as their as their only, you know, you know, go-to, and I, especially for young girls, too, and I think that that's been, you know, some, some of my, what I hope to be my, my biggest work is in being able to inspire young women to, of course, you can wear and rock whatever you want to, but at the end of the day, know that you have to love and, and learn to nurture your natural hair, even if it's up under the protective style. And I think that that's something that people don't recognize or respect. And um, and that's, you know, certainly, you know, part of this walk in, in self-love. Yeah. And yeah. that's fundamentally what it is, is that we don't love ourselves the way we are. And that was my issue. And that's why I just speak from my own personal experience and definitely am not in a position or do I ever want to be in a position to judge anyone else's walk. However, for me personally, that was mine. And I and after that incident, I was completely traumatized. Like, I hated my hair. And and before that, I really did, too. Like, I would be called. Like, I'd be walking down the street in New York, and people would yell out the street, like, Macy Gray, or, or like, or like they called me, like, Jill Scott. You know what I mean? Like, and, not, and today, like, I'm, like, very honored. But at the time, like, it really would piss me off. Like, I just didn't want to be compared to someone else just because I had my hair natural. Well, and particularly when those comments were not necessarily about uplifting you, right? They were about tearing you down. And um, so, you know, sure, to have the connection to those icons today, and particularly because of all that has awoken in you as a result of your hair journey, like you said, it's an honor now. But at the time, it's like growing up and people saying your family's from Africa. Well, if you have no idea what it means to be from Africa and the the lineage and the royalty and what we've created, then you're going to have shame about that comment because it is meant to shame you. And you don't know anything different than that, right? So that was really beautiful. And you have really taken the world as if it's your oyster. And you you're you keep and 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 I'll use the onion metaphor, right? You keep peeling back the layers. Like every experience that you have, the more that you're into your journey and true to yourself, the more that's in store for you. And you know, I love what you said about making an impact in the world, right? That sure, you know, you were around people that had no clue that the these things about impact weren't even on their they weren't even on their radar, wasn't in their peripheral. And somehow along the way you have 
determine that whatever you touch is going to um, be impacted in a positive way. And I think that when we live by that ideology, that's where real abundance can happen. That's where our true creative selves can continue to unfold. That's where we take the biggest risks. Um, and that's where we inspire the most. And so I just want to thank you so much for saying yes to being here with me today. Um, I have certainly been blessed by your spirit, by your words, by your presence. And I have a feeling that you and I are going to have lots of opportunities to engage with one another. So I'm thankful um, for having an opportunity to meeting to meet you and um, just looking Great. forward to more. So. Mm -hmm. Well, talk to us, Erin, about how our folks can stay in touch with you. You know, I've recently taken a bit of a break from social media. However, if people want to, you know, check out what I've been doing for the past few years, um, you can find me at Erin, E-R-I-N-P, as in patent, 713 um, on Instagram. And also, of course, you can follow our Dao journey at Dao, D-A-O, Detroit and we're on Instagram and Facebook. And honestly, like I love to write and talk and speak to people. So if you want to just reach out to me directly, you can email me. I mean, my email address is Erin, E-R-I-N, at deodetroit.com. Wonderful. Thank you again for being with us, Erin. Make sure you follow us on Instagram and Twitter. That's Black Women underscore biz. And like our Facebook page, Black Women About Business. Until next time, everybody. Ashe. Ashe.